Welcome back to the A Squared Podcast. It's week two, and as always, I'm your host, Adam Turner. Joining me today, again, Angelo Esposito. Welcome, Ange. How you doing? Good, Adam. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yep, yep. Uh, it's week two. Again, we're looking back at our performance to start the day today on week one and week two. We're combined seven and two overall. I'd say that's pretty good, wouldn't you? Not bad. I guess it's okay for couple of uh, old-timers. A couple of old-timers. You got that right. Can't teach an old dog new tricks, but I think we got a couple new tricks for everybody this week, don't you think? I hope so. So, in one of the uh, older rivalries that used to be a conference rivalry that is now a non-conference rivalry, we're talking about Nebraska at Colorado. Nebraska goes over the prairie into the Rockies, up into Boulder, and they face Colorado at home. And this gives me visions of the Cordell Stewart Hell Mary. Um, <laughs> great Great memory of my teenage years. I don't know about you. You're, you're a little older than I am, so that might have been uh, your adult years, but great memory for me. I love this matchup. I love it, too. Um, we actually bet Colorado plus five on Tuesday as soon as the line came out. We saw a lot of action on Colorado. It's moved between four and a half and three and a half, and a lot of action on Colorado. And we're going to tell you why. Now, the line actually currently sits at four and a half. Um, Colorado looked better offensively in its opening opener than Nebraska did. Not sure too many people saw that coming. This is still a team that went five and seven last year. They were adjusting to a new scheme, but the Buffaloes have a lot of weapons, especially in their quarterback, Steven Montez. Montez is awesome. He does actually remind me a little bit of Stewart. Um, you throw in receiver Tony Brown, who led uh, Colorado with 71 yards against Colorado State. And, uh, you know, their running back is uh, Alex. He's unbelievable there. He had 125 yards and three scores in his first start. Nebraska going on the road. They haven't won in a long time, Adam. Guess how long? I'm going to guess since the Cardinal Stewart. <laughs> Not that long. Uh, but it's been 680 days since their last road win. That victory came on October 28th at Purdue. Uh, and they needed a touchdown from Tanner Lee to Stanley Morgan with about 14 seconds left to beat the Boilermakers by one. Since that night, the Huskies have allowed 54, 56, 56, 41, 34, 36, and 31 points while losing seven straight games away from Lincoln. That's an average of 44 points a game. That's my take on it, Adam. What do you think? I, I, I still see Chanel as the, the MVP of the team. I think he's going to be the difference maker. I honestly think not only are we picking this at plus four and a half or plus three and a half or plus five, I don't think it's a bad bet to take Colorado on the money line at home. Too many playmakers, as you mentioned. History's working against Nebraska. I really think Colorado is the play in the Rockies in Boulder this weekend. Next. Coming off a huge emotional victory over an SEC school, we traveled to Laramie, Wyoming. And yes, I said Laramie, Wyoming. We are backing the Cowboys this week. They are minus seven at Texas State. And to most people, this might look like a trap. Do you think Wyoming just beat Missouri? This is a trap game. They should be favored against the Texas State team, which is in rebuild mode. You're thinking they should be a double-digit favorite. Angelo, tell us why it's at seven and tell us why we should take the Cowboys this weekend. I think you should take the Cowboys this weekend. I have them in my power ratings as a 21-point favorite. And I don't know about you, about Adam, but a 14-point overlay, that's more than enough for me. Couple them to the fact that, well, basically, this Texas State team 
they're not very good. Um, they've had some issues, some coaching changes. Uh, there's an event last year where they actually didn't have enough money for food uh, for the players, and they had to buy their own deli trays before the game. I think that's a tad ridiculous for a program D1, D2, D3 to have that kind of um, animosity in the locker room. I don't see them recovering from that anytime soon. Yes, um, Wyoming's coming off the big win. I don't know a lot of people say, well, it's a letdown game. I completely disagree. I think they're completely jacked up for the season. Uh, their quarterback's amazing. I say take Wyoming minus seven all day and not, don't even blink and worry about it. Run run with the Cowboys. Run through Laramie. Run to the betting counter. Get that bet in right away. Okay, next game. Vandy coming off a of 52-14 loss to Georgia last week. Uh, no one thought that they had a chance against Georgia. However, Purdue coming off of a loss at Nevada on that 56-yard field goal. I know we all watched that. That was a Thursday night game. I hope you stayed up late enough to watch that, you East Coast folks, because that was a moment for the Nevada Wolfpack, the student section rushing the field, beating a Purdue team who Rondale Moore, obviously a Heisman Trophy candidate, but beating a Purdue team on a 56-yard field goal as time expired, I think uh, you know, the Wolfpack really put it to Purdue. And I think Purdue is still reeling from that. Going back home, playing a Vandy team who just played Georgia, two or three steps above a Purdue team. I think Vandy getting nine coming into this game is an easy bet. Let's see you. Let's say uh, you're damn straight, Adam. Um, I think that my, that line is starting to move. I thought I saw it a couple of times push down to eight, jump back up to nine. Um, we'll look here in a few minutes where it stands. I think it's still at eight. I like Vanderbilt on the road this week for a couple of reasons. Keyshawn Vaughn, Vaughn's very familiar to uh, you Purdue fans out there. During the 2015 recruiting cycle, they went after him big time. He eventually chose Illinois, Illinois pardon me, over Purdue. And as a true freshman, rushed for 723 yards and six touchdowns for the uh, 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 fighting Illini. He transferred to Vanderbilt in 2016. Uh, he's got 14 total touchdowns last year. He only had 73 last week, so I look for a huge breakout game for him here. Um, their quarterback, uh, Neil, he had a rough week last week. Again, he was playing Georgia, not Purdue. We all know Georgia's probably going to be in the national championship game. If not, they'll definitely be in the SEC game. I think the game slows down for him. I see him really destroying this uh, overmatched Purdue defense. On to the next game, Adam. San Diego State, plus six and a half. What do you say? I love this game. The Aztecs here are going to UCLA, who looked absolutely horrific last week. We we actually had UCLA, and shame on us. We thought they'd go into Cincinnati on a Thursday night, open their season with a much better showing than they had, but the offense looked terrible. The quarterback's banged up. Chip Kelly in his second year is not what we thought he was. And I think you continue to fade UCLA until you're given a reason to otherwise do so. San Diego State's getting six and a half. You might even get them for seven in most places. I think it's possible they could win the game outright. But the safe bet is SDSU at UCLA plus the six and a half. We're going to call that our dog of the week. You got the balls to take the money line. Take the money line, but for sure take the hook at the six and a half points. Last, we want to make sure. We focus a little bit on the NFL. Now, with all the drama surrounding Antonio Brown right now and everything that you've been seeing all week, you might not have had time to handicap any NFL games, but 
We're going to give you one reason why back in the Raiders and back in AB is a good play this week, despite the drama, despite Mike Mayock, despite John Gruden. Angela, tell us what that reason is. <laughs> I mean, this this Antonio Brown thing's got me a little topsy turvy about this game. One one of the things I'm seeing here is I I like how Brown went with the captains in front of the coach. They lifted it. They're going to bond together as a team. I think. There's no one in the Broncos defense is going to be able to keep up with Brown. Not only that, as much as we all hate his attitude, we also love his attitude. That's what makes him great. I don't see anybody in the secondary of the Broncos being able to keep up with him. Derek Carr is a stud now. He's matured. Um, their defense is much improved. I think that it's an easy, an easy win for the Raiders. Um, one of their last games playing in Oakland before they move. And um, I love the Raiders. Take them all day. And that's the second game, don't forget, of the Monday night uh, football doubleheader. So even if you have a bad weekend, that's a good get-even opportunity for you, being the last game of the weekend officially. Right now, we've got that at even. It's a pick them on most sites. Even if it goes to minus one, minus two, and you're still confident in the Raiders? I'm still confident in the Raiders a little bit of minus three up until game time. Perfect. Even at minus three, we're giving you that NFL Monday night pick. Tune in next week. We will be sure to publish this thing before kickoff and make sure you tune in and get all of your betting information before the weekend hits. Peace out.